Welcome to another edition of Talk Your Exposure. This is season two. Oh my God, I can't believe we're in season two, man. I can't believe we're in season two. This is season two, episode two, with our first ever female forum. We got Leana, Ashley, Shay, and Casey. How are y'all doing today? Happy to have y'all here. Happy to have y'all here. I forgot to introduce my co-host. I'm such a bad host. This is we got Devonte. We got Devonte Campbell. How you doing, man? It's good to be. It's good to be here once again. We got a special one today. We got a, a very, special. Sp very special one. A very, very, very special one. We gonna get started with some quick hitters. It's all you, my guy. Yes, ladies. So you know we like to break the ice here. If you've seen the show before, have some quick hitters. Let the blood flow and get your brain going. All right. So we're gonna play right hand, left hand. Since we got a bunch of you guys on here. So I'm going to give you two people, two pieces of something, information. You go according to which one I say, all right? So let's talk about the gear. What you wear on the court or what you used to wear on the court. So would you prefer to wear a headband with your right hand or left hand for arm sleeve? So once I count down from three, you're just going to put which hand you would go with. Right hand for headband, left hand for arm sleeve. All right, three, two, one. Ooh. Yeah, okay. 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 We, I see everybody's mostly except for Casey, but that's okay. Next one Puma or Under Armour. Puma for right hands, uh, left hand for Under Armour. Okay. Three, two, one. We got a lot of Pumas. A lot of Pumas. Okay. Now, let's definitely Under Armour. I was rather be a little cat. Puma Say that cat. again. I said I'd rather be a little puma cat. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not under armor, but that's that's okay. Let's transition to the WNBA, uh, ladies. Uh, I watch it. I'm a fan of it, and I know that's a whole that's a, a whole conversation in terms of the WNBA and uh, the NBA. But uh, I'm a fan of it, so I'm going to give you two girls, get two females, right hand, left hand. We're going to go with Candace Parker, or we're going to go with Diana uh, Tarasi. All right, so right hand for uh, Candice, Tarasi for the left. Okay, three, two, one. Ashley Smart. Ashley Smart. Last one. Last one. Skylar Diggins, right. Left hand, Kelsey Plum. Okay, one, two, three. Oh, we all match. Okay. I'm, I'm playing right hand for for for, for, for uh, the first one you said. Keith, what, what uh, are the first first name you said again? Um, Skylar. Yes, her. Skylar Diggins. Skylar Diggins. I'm definitely putting a hand up for her. Kia Nurse too, by the way. Shout out Canada. Shout out Canada. Shout out Kia Nurse. We might touch her next time, but all you, Stephen. All right, all right. Got to ask y'all. You know, starting with Liana, who is your first or who's your favorite basketball player? I should say. Um, I would definitely have to say uh, Allen Iverson. Okay. Sure. That, that crossover was killer. You can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong with yeah. that crossover. I like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Casey. Uh, I loved Kobe. Uh, oh. I'll go with him. Rest yeah. in peace. Rest in yeah. peace, Kobe. Rest in peace, Kobe. Shay. Um, <laughs> I want to say uh, Pippen because he always was like evolving. Like every time he did something, it was always better than the last time he did it. Okay. I like it. I like it. I like it. Ashley. Um, I grew up with 
uh, Kobe as my favorite male, and then Candace Parker was my favorite female. Oh, I thought I was going to be tall. <laughs> you know, you 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 know, <laughs> you, you you know what? I like all four of y'all already because not one of you guys said LeBron. So thank you, appreciate it. <laughs> not one of y'all said LeBron. I know a couple of y'all from Ohio, but you guys didn't say LeBron, so I I, I respect it. <laughs> I know we touched up on this a little bit earlier, but I just want to know who are your who are some of your y'all role models growing up? Starting with starting with uh, Shay. Uh, uh, it was definitely dang. How did I forget her name? It was a track athlete. She was killing it. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't remember her name. We'll come back to you. We'll come back to you. We'll come back. <laughs> we'll come back to you, Ashley. Um, for sure, my dad and my older brother. That's what's up. What, what, how, do, how do they mentor you? How do they, uh, what, do they what do they teach you or tell you when you were younger? Um, my dad just taught me work ethic and just to be basically the best on the court. Um, and so, yeah, I just like literally the game that I have now is like the 6-5 point guard game that he had. That's what's up. That's what's up. Casey? I have to go with my mom. I feel like she really is really good about teaching us to never give up. Like, there are a couple of times where I had tryouts and I was like, I don't want to do this. And she's like, you got five minutes. You go cry for five minutes and then you get back on the court. And I'm like, okay. And so that just stuck with me in life. She, she, she installed that toughness in you. Toughness. Is bad. I like Big that. thing. Big thing. Yeah. Liana. Uh, I would definitely say my older brother and probably my dad. They for sure just uh, really got me into basketball and, and uh, showed me how to... Well, they put me with the boys first. They used to play with the boys um, up until like maybe seventh grade. And I think that made me pretty tough, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that based, based on your story, based on what I've been able to read up on, definitely made you tough. I'll, I'll say that. I'll say that much. Um, 2020 has been a hell of a year. Obviously, we're in 2022. I call it 2.0 right now, to be honest with you. I don't think we're still, we've gotten over 2020 yet. Just with everything in general, with Kobe's death, you know, COVID, lockdown, social injustice, everything of that nature. How have y'all been able to cope with everything going on? And this, whoever wants to start off can start off. I'll start. Um, I know I write, I write as well. I'm finishing up a book now. Um, so I've just been writing like crazy all year, just processing, just really trying to process and having a lot of conversations. And I think just kind of I guess making sure that nothing stays bottled up, like all the fear and anxiety or like just wondering how things are going to turn out. I think being able to get it out has been super helpful for me. For sure. For sure. For sure. What's your, what's your book called, by the way? Growing in Joy. Growing in Joy? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it out? Is it out? It will be out in March. March all right. All right. To everyone listening to this, to this, make sure you guys go get her book as well. March. Coming out. <laughs> in March. Coming out in March. Uh, whoever wants to start now or, or continue? I can go um, ahead. Oh, go ahead. Um, I think falling back on running has been a, a good thing or like the gym, you know. Um, sometimes like when you can't, you know, there's so much going on in the world and then you might have so much going on in your mind. If you could just get your body going again, that's been really helpful for me. Like just, just go run, you know what I mean? I can't even believe that I think that's a good idea now because I hated it. <laughs> but, you know, uh, just go run, go to the gym, like, get it out and then you know calm down so that's been most, helpful to me most definitely most definitely actually liana uh, same i think working out was a big it's a big relief like uh working out definitely helps and also just getting involved uh with the activism 
uh, I've participated in some of the BLM protests. Um, and then I also do work with the National Lawyers Guild. Um, so I think for me, I like to get involved with issues I see, uh, whatever I can do to help that actually helps me. <laughs> so it's kind of weird. Fair, but, yeah. fair enough. Quite, I just want to touch up on that real quick. Did, did you um, were you able to start any any protests while while you while you were like have you ever been able to start any protests? Have I started started a protest or like done, done any protests during the during that time? Uh, during the last year during the civil unrest, um, I participated in protests with um, okay. NLG, um, okay. like the huge one that was in um, LA. I was in that and um, some other ones. I also do some like legal observ observation training and stuff like that, which is basically um, law students and other legal people, we would just watch the protests and just take notes to protect the protesters from the police because the police just do some crazy stuff to protest and approach. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. So um, yeah. that's the type of work I, I like to get into, so. Most definitely, most definitely. Now, Ashley? Um, mine has been um, faith. Uh, my faith and just like family and I do a lot of creative stuff so just um staying creative whether it be in painting or drawing or writing so and you you have a, you have a book out already yes it's called bigger than basketball it's on Amazon make sure everyone goes gets better uh, better was bigger bigger than basketball bigger, bigger than basketball everyone go get go go check out bigger than basketball on, on Amazon what has 2020 taught you all and um, what have you been more appreciative of, you know, from 2020? Um, it has taught me, like, I, I know that we already hear this and we already know this, but it was like kind of like a real eye opener about like, you know, life is so short. So I've been more intentional um, with, you know, contacting my, my family, spending time with them, letting them know that I love them, showing them that I love them, um, mm -hmm. and just being intentional with, like, purpose and doing things that um, can help people or however I can help people. Well, definitely. And Liana? Uh, I think 2020 definitely taught me a lot about myself. Um, I learned a lot about being in solitude and just uh, learning how to just be by yourself and how to get, uh, uh, I don't know, just learning more about myself through the through the um, lockdowns and like, you know, through isolation uh, was good. And then at the same time, when holidays came, it was nice actually for my whole family to be there. Um, so yeah, that's what I have to say. Casey? Uh, I think also um, a little bit of both. Like I definitely learned a lot about being intentional um, just being intentional with like finishing things um, like I, there, I feel like before um, 2020 I'd be like oh there are so many things I would do if I just had time you know and now 2020 I had nothing but time and so I had um, no excuse not to finish like books or like other random projects that I had started but just kind of like let fall by the wayside so I think 2020 I was really intentional about like well now you have the time that you said that you wanted finish all the things that you said you wanted to finish. And so I took that. And that's a big thing too, is being able to work on projects that you've always wanted to, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, I feel like you're hundred percent right where people say, oh, I got time tomorrow. Oh, I got time next week. Oh, maybe I don't have enough time. Maybe I don't have enough, maybe 24 hours aren't, aren't enough time in a day and whatever the case is. Honestly, I feel like 
that used to be my, my, my mindset, but during 2020 in particular, like that's been the biggest thing for a lot of people to be able to kind of, you know, get, get over what they wanted to accomplish, not get over, but be able to accomplish what they want to accomplish and, and do things that they've always wanted to do. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy that you touch up on that because that's, that's key right now for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. uh, Shay, we're going to come back to you right now, Shay. Uh, I'm sorry, it broke up, so I didn't get to hear the whole question. 2020, what has 2020 taught you as, as, as a whole? Mm, um, what has it taught me as a whole? I really had a lot of like, uh, I'm sure everybody did at some point, a lot of like time and just to sit still with myself. So I grew my faith in 2020. I started two businesses in 2020. I got really creative. I was just in here in this apartment, like, you know what, just figure it out, girl, whatever you wanted to do this, you got time, you have time, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that was my 2020. Well, congr congr congratulations on, on starting your two businesses and, and, uh, tell everyone what, what you, what you're doing. So for one, I'm doing consulting for small businesses. Um, a lot of people like want to do plug and play with like SEO or like digital design and things like that. I've worked in those spaces for a while since I got out of school. So I just figured this is definitely something I could be taking on and doing on my own, you know. And then the other one is just a, it's just a jury line. That's what's up. That's what's up. Whoa. Very dope. Very dope. I want to transition now to your athletic careers. I want to, so I want to ask you guys what, what you guys, how you guys got into basketball. You know, you know, the four of y'all, well, all of us here are, are you know, hoopers. Some of you guys that were able to play pro basketball. Everybody here played play collegiate. What was the start and the transition for you guys to be able to play or what made you guys want to play basketball? Start with Liana. Um, I think with basketball, it was my brothers and my dad. They really got me into it. Um, and also just the, uh, the team aspect I really enjoyed. I met a lot of great people. Um, I still, I'm still connected, connected to most of my teammates. Um, I think that's something that pulled me in. Like I found a sense of family in basketball when I was having a rough time at home. Like if something was going down at home, I was like, okay, I got my team. Um, and um, yeah, in school as well, like it, it, basketball, the scholarship that I got did provide me that experience that I wouldn't have got um, having a full ride. Uh, it was something that I definitely needed. Um, and just the experience in basketball, I feel like it's different than other sports. I feel like in women's basketball, we have, um, we have all types of people. Um, and I, th I think a lot of women of color are in, uh, you'll find a lot of women, in co women of color in, in women's basketball and also the LGBT community. Um, I, found that, I found that there as well. So it was a good fit for me and it was fun. Hey, most definitely. Well, very well said. Very well said. Because honestly, the, I, I I feel the same way. We're gonna touch up on on your story a bit later, but you know, just, I'm glad I'm glad that you you know you're able to find comfort uh, comfort in in basketball. It's amazing to hear, Casey. Um, well, in my family, um, there's a lot of love for the sport for sure, um, but then also there, it's a tool. Like I feel like basketball is a vehicle that gets you where you want to go. Like for me, it was a vehicle to pay for school. For my brother, it was a vehicle to travel the world. Um, same for my mom, like, and my, my dad as well. Like, I think um, it's something that can be cultivated to really help you accomplish bigger goals. Like it doesn't have to just like, basketball is wonderful, but it doesn't have to be just about basketball. You can use it to really accomplish bigger things. So that's why I loved it. Well, definitely. Hey, this music to my ears right now. Music to my ears. Keep it, keep it going. I love basketball so much. So when y'all talk about it too, music to my ears. Shay. 
what got me into basketball was my track coach told me that I was too big. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, I guess we're going to figure out something else. And um, I, I went to school that day and I saw this guy walk in the hallway and he was like huge. He was like seven, six or whatever. And that was my first, um, you know, my first coach. His name was uh, Joseph M Manthe. And um, he was just like, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I didn't want to go home after school, you know what I mean? So um, kind of like what Leona was saying, like if stuff is like, you don't want to be in the house, you, you better figure it out, you know? Yeah. So I picked up basketball. Well, definitely. So, well, so definitely. Shay's trying to defy all the odds is what I'm, <laughs> what I'm getting here. Every obstacle, she's just trying to defy the odds. I like I it. Do. <laughs> right, right, right. Ashley. Um, I grew up seeing my dad and my brother, my older brother play. And so I really, I like that chemistry. I liked, you know, the work ethic. I, I just, I really admired that. So um, I just was playing, um, grew up with my dad and like um, Salvation Army, Boys and Girls Club, just working out. And then I really grew um, to have a love for it. So it was just a really big passion of mine to continue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to hear some embarrassing high school basketball stories from y'all or at any, any embarrassing, you know, athletic moment, whether it's running, whether it's track, whether it's, uh, you know, whatever it might be. I want to hear a most embarrassing moment in high school. Sorry, don't, with, say, don't say you don't have any because I know you guys. <laughs> just, know just, 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 just by y'all reaction alone, I know there's definitely at least one. I could tell. I could tell. So, so I'm going to start with, Case, with Casey. Yeah. Um... They used to call me Tree in high school. And so we'd be on the court and they'd be like, give it to Tree, give it to Tree. And it was cool. So I think most of my embarrassing stories just come with like falling just because I'm hella tall and not super coordinated just yet. Like I was good on the court, but like I was super clumsy. Um, and so if it was embarrassing, it was mainly probably falling on something. How, how tall are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 6'1". Nice, nice. That's what's up. Shay? Um, probably just, you know, like shooting at the wrong goal, you know. <laughs> uh, in high school, yeah, I was, uh, I don't know. It was just like such a rush. It was like, take the ball out. They just scored. No, don't take the ball out now. Like, we, like, get back on defense. What are you doing? So just moments like that. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, I can't defend that one. <laughs> Ashley. Um, I will say that that sounds completely like Shay. I can see her totally doing that. But um, <laughs> I think mine may be even worse. Um, it was like tournament time and um, I wear glasses. And at that time, I wasn't wearing contacts um, in games. So I don't know. We had a huddle and everything. And so like they're like, get the ball to Ashley. And so I had enough time to go from one end to the other end for a layup to cause us to win the game. And I'm looking, like you can see, I'm looking at the clock, like I have 0.1 seconds. So I launch it at the, the half court and <laughs> the ball drops and there's still time left and we're all like 10 drops. It was so embarrassing and it was probably the worst thing and I've never told anybody that. So uh, now. <laughs> the cat's out the bag. We got an exclusive here on Talk Your Exposure. <laughs> we got an exclusive. What's going on? I think probably in high school when I, we had a big game and um, 
I had a wide open layup. Like literally I was gone, like for this layup. And then right before I was about to take the two steps before the layup, I like tripped over my own shoe. And I just like <laughs> snapped the floor. <laughs> and it was just so embarrassing. Like, oh uh, yeah. I was I still remember that day and I just wanted to be pulled out. I was like, I need a sub, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Even even for me too, I'm I'm not gonna tell my most embarrassing story because I'm just not going to. But although the side though, there's been a couple of times I went up for a layup, I missed the layup, and I'm and I fall I fall oh, I fell to the ground. I'd be like with my coach, I'm like ah my ankle, I'm hurt, I'm hurt. I need to get just lay on the ground. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Let, let me let me get a quick sub and get back in the game. Oh man, I know those ones. I know those ones. <laughs> So, ladies, let's let's transition here into recruitment. You know, I'm going to ask you a bundle of questions. You guys get answered with the time given. You know, um, what was your recruitment like for you guys? You know, what was the deciding factor to choosing the schools that you guys decide to choose? What was training camp like? And then what was that moment you, you were like, I'm in the NCAA, I'm playing collegiate basketball? I'll go. Um, when I was trying to find schools, I had, um, I had a bunch of people people that were recruiting me and I had a really hard time figuring out. And so um, my mommy sat down and we talked about it. She was like, well, what do you want? And I was like, I wanna be where it's warm. And so I was just like, so we started looking at schools in Florida and then I picked out the conference that I wanted to be in. And then I just, I just, I literally called and um, some of them, like a couple of them were recruiting me and a couple of them, I reached out to them and I was just kind of like, I'm interested. And then we set up a series of tours. And I, and I remember that was so, that was like such a fun time for me because we went down to Florida and we just toured like five schools. And so we just went from one school to another and I would try out. And that's the time where I like had like a little bit of a moment where I was like, this is too much. I shouldn't have done this. This is a lot. And my mom's like, go cry for five minutes. And then you got, you get back on that court. You set this up, you finish. And I was like, okay. I like your mom. I like your mom. I like yeah, your mentality. Once you're done, you get back on the court. Um, and, and honestly, that day when I like had my little moment, like I played so well, like I don't normally shoot threes, but I was just like, whatever. Feeling, <laughs> I was like, I'm a post player. So don't expect me to like dribble down the court, but I was like, no, we're going to go coast to coast. This is fine. And I like, Killed it, um, but then the other the other stops on that trip were just so fun and just really memorable. And I met some really wonderful people, um, and so I think with recruitment, yes, you can go with who gives like who talks to you, but you can also reach out and you can also negotiate different scholarships. Like there's a lot of asking for what I wanted that I just had to be bold about it and be like, I want to be here and I need this much money. What can you do? Right. Um, so that helps. Well, definitely. Let's go. Let's move on to uh, Ash. Um, mine is uh pretty similar to hers. So I had um out of a high, sorry, out of high school, I had a lot of like um Mac schools like um Akron, Cleveland State, um, and some other like schools, um D two and stuff like that. But they were all in Ohio, and. I was like a freeze baby, so I hated Ohio. I'm like, this is not where, like wherever I went to school is where I wanted to start like my life. Um, so I told my dad that, so he actually, before he went to Michigan State, he played at a JUCO in Texas. 
So after I told him I wanted to go somewhere warm, we started sending out like um, my film and all that stuff to different JUCOs in the South. Or, um, so then I ended up, that's how I went to Texas. Well, Angelina College. So. Lay? Um, so in high school, um, I mean, it was all about trying to get as much, as much exposure as I could um, to college scouts and things like that. So I mean, I, I grew up and I lived in Lancaster, California, but um, I commuted to um, a school in Burbank. So it was about a two hour drive, two and a half hour drive every day, but it was worth it. Um, I did get um, the, I did get the exposure I needed and um, uh, going to viewing tournaments. Um, you know, I was on a travel team, FBC. Uh, I think that was huge. Uh, that was actually where I, my coach from Arizona saw me, saw me at a viewing tournament, just one, too. So I think the exposure was super important and going to like really big, big tournaments. I remember the Nike tournaments were really huge. Um, I think it was in Arizona or something like that, where all the schools like across the nation were there. Um, yeah, exposure was big and um, I had pretty good amount of offers. So um, but Arizona was number one because I had always wanted to play in the Pac-10. Well, then it was the Pac-10 and then became the Pac-12. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Shay? Recruitment for me um, in high school, actually, I, there was a um, – I was playing on some traveling teams. I played AAU, and that was a different uh, type of exposure for me, too, because, like, it was all happening so fast. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so, actually, my original – uh, the person who was like coming to the schools or and was coming to see one of the point guards who was on my high school team. They weren't even coming to see me, but I was playing AAU and then I was getting more exposure that way. Um, and then one of my coaches ended up passing away. Um, God bless him, um, Coach Todd. <laughs> and um, so, you know, I kind of had to try to take a different route and figure it out from there. And the coach who came to see the point guard on my team actually picked me up as well. Um, and so that's the JUCO that I went to, you know, with her. Um, and she was really all about development, and I started to figure out, like, okay, like, I might have the size, but I need to understand how to, like, do this if I'm going to do this, so I, I went with her, and then um, from schools on after that, it was just about, like, where can I be productive? Where can I have growth? And then ultimately, just starting to understand what type of player I was going to be, like, where can I get this degree at? Like, let's stop playing games. Where can I get my education in, you know, Thank you, everybody, you know, so that was how <laughs> recruitment went for me. My, uh, my recruiter from actually even University of Arizona, he recruited me and then um, he left. So I, I came into like a whole new perspective of coaching staff because I didn't, you know, understand those coaches because I had been recruited by somebody else. So, yeah. Most definitely. And, and real quick, ladies, real quick, just to, just to add a little spice, real quick from everybody. Hardest check in college. Shay, we'll start with you. Hardest check? Yeah. Like reality check? No, 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 no. Oh. Like you're defending this female. Who was the hardest check? If you didn't have one, you didn't have one. I'm, I'm going to go with that. You know, you're a great defensive player. You know, you didn't have no problem. <laughs> I wasn't a defensive player. But um, it was the twins. Lady, you remember the twins from Stanford? Oh, my gosh. She threw my shit into the damn... <laughs> it was rude as hell. I was like, okay. I'm going to have to... Yeah. I'm <laughs> So, um, yeah, that was, that was. The, the twins from Stanford, who's that? NECA, are you talking about NECA and the Gumake's, right? Gumake's sisters, yeah, yeah, so. Okay, okay. Hey, would you say the same thing? 
So, pardon, what'd you say? Would you say the same thing or you, 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 oh, um, well, definitely. I was a point guard, so I just stayed in my lane. Like, I try not to guard <laughs> those people. <laughs> I was like, you yeah. know what, y'all got that, okay? And so, um, th they were good, like, especially when they were both on the court at the same time. Oh, I was like, yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do about that, y'all. Um, yeah. we they definitely kicked our butts. I remember that that game. Um, that was tough. So, Did you say uh, at the time Stanford was your um, rival? Or not really? No, I don't think so. Who was our rival at that time? It always, the competition always changed. Mm -hmm. I would say it was still like ASU was like the biggest game. I feel Makes like. Sense. Definitely. Um, always a rival. For me, it was um, Brittany Boyd from Cal. She was tough to guard. Like, she was so fast and crafty. I was like, wow. I think she crossed me over for sure, which is rare because I'm a good defender. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was. Brittany Boyd is freaking good, so. What about you, Ash? Um, I don't know if you guys know her, but her name is Lydia McCulley. She played at um, uh, Illinois. So I was a freshman in high school and she was a senior. And so that was like, that was a big task. Like she was, um, she had like these handles and she played like, she had a game like a guy. So um, I know that like my game is defensive first, but like it, that was a tough challenge. Did, 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 did you get crossed over as well? <laughs> did I get crossed <laughs> over? Uh, possibility, but I mean, I think I fought hard because that was, you know, if I didn't play hard, then I'm hearing it from my dad. So, yeah. Gotcha. What about you, Case? I'd say um, in high school, it was a girl on my own team. Like, she was a senior. I think she was like two years ahead of me, but she was like, she's like 6'4", and she is solid, and she was she made me work for it. Like I had to, if I wanted to play, I had to earn my spot. And so I feel like the biggest check was like in practices when we were scrimmaging and me just trying to prove myself and her just like not having, not trying to show me any kind of love. And so I really had to learn how to like protect my face and be quicker on my feet and just really move my feet to get around because if I tried to body the body with her, I was gonna lose. And so she really made me be smarter and quicker and just think ahead more. So I think that was she taught me. She taught me a lot of stuff. Gotta love those team. Gotta, sorry, yeah. I was gonna say gotta, gotta love those teammates because honestly, I feel like I feel like the best teammates are the ones that always challenge you the most. To be honest with you, so mm -hmm. gotta love those teammates. I just gotta ask you guys one uh, real real quick before you move, move. Yeah, before you move on. Sorry about that. At a moment, um, did you guys ever 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 get to play against UConn or uh, Brittany Griner? Nah. Okay, okay. I'm not gonna lie. I want to hear. I want to hear some some UConn stories, but it's all good. <laughs> I want to know what were what were some uh, some tough parts you guys had to face while you were in college, whether it's from coaches, whether it's from you know the, your 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 peers, whether it's from students in general, your teammates. Uh, what what were some what were some um, some moments you guys really had to fight and and, and get over? And uh, when did what? How did you guys get over that? We'll start with uh, with Ashley first. Ooh, I had um, some experiences in college. So when I came from high school to college, um, I never heard a coach. My dad would always, you know, yell at me and use reverse psychology. But from a coach, I've never really been yelled at. So like literally um, my experience my freshman year was kind of like that love and basketball Monica type relationship mm -hmm. where the coach is always yelling. So that kind of did something to me like mentally. Um, so, 
Yeah, so that happened. And then, like, with teammates, I don't know what it was, but, like, when I got to Kent State, there was, like, some um, animosity between teammates, and there was actually where some post players, they wouldn't even pass me the ball, and I was the point guard. So um, just imagine, you know, what that conversation and what that looks like between and being a um, a captain of the team and just having to, you know, address this to the coach. So it was just, it was crazy. And then it ended up, you know, dealing with some uh, altercations, I would say. So, yeah. Do you, wanna different do, 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 do you want to share those altercations? I'm going to say, <laughs> give, 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 give some more exclusives on this show. You already gave one. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just, just joking. leave it at that. <laughs> safe to say. Safe to say. It's safe to say. Safe to say. Yeah. Play it safe. Hey, don't worry. We, we have a lawyer on the show right now. So don't worry. We got it. <laughs> yeah, I got my back. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Shay. Um, I would say one of the biggest challenges for me coming into a team setting um, was learning how not to be so like I was ready to collaborate because like I was excited to do this and I was excited to be meeting these people on this team you know, environment. It's not my first time on a team, but I'm just saying playing at this level, there's like a gelling and a meshing and a chemistry that needs to happen, you know, a cohesion that needs to happen for us all to be great. And I think one of the challenges that I had was one, growing up as a military kid, like, okay, you know, I was here for three years by, you know what I mean? Um, and so not really understanding, like, these people are, like, going with you on this journey because so much of my life had been, like, experience people, meet new people, experience people, meet new people, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I can definitely um, get with what Ashley was saying and definitely agree with her. When I was at Kent State, there was, like, some some animosity, uh, you know, amongst the team, uh, you know, and it was hard to really gel and, and mesh with them. But I also found some of the same things, you know, when I was playing in Arizona, where I had people that I was like, hell, like super, super close with. And then the rest of the team was just like, I'm trying, I, I promise I'm trying to like, you know, understand how to have all of us be together. Mm -hmm. And so that's just one of the good things about basketball. It reveals so much about yourself and about the areas in your life that you need improvement or that you, you know, are exceeding well in. Um, so that was my challenge coming into a team setting was, you know, um, really trying to find that gel and that chemistry between all of us, amongst all of us. So. Most definitely, most definitely. Uh, Liana? I would definitely have to say, um, well, there's a lot. There was a lot of issues, but uh, <laughs> um, I think getting used to, because I played with boys mostly in, in um, high school and I had male coaches um, who just, it was just like, just play, just do what you got to do, play if you play well, you know, that's good. Um, I definitely had to adjust to coaches getting in college, just being really involved with your personal, like what you do off the court. I thought that was so strange. I was like, I, I don't know, this, um, and also the rules and restrictions that coaches placed on us. I mean, at Arizona, I mean, Shay will tell you, I, there were so many rules. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I broke at least three every day, probably more than that, actually, but I won't admit that. Um, <laughs> um, but that was tough. Like, I was just not used to being restricted or just having my personal life just, like, pried into. Um, yeah. And also just adjusting to time management and, like, um, like at Arizona, there were so many parties, there was the drinking, and there's so many things you had to just, like, avoid, try to avoid if you could. Um, and um, also there was conflicts with teammates as well, but it was, I wouldn't say that was the worst thing um, or the most contentious thing, but um, I, for the most part, I think having good teammates and getting close to them uh, was the, the best way to get through it, so. 
Most definitely, most definitely. Casey. Um, I think uh, it's a tough situation I had was my freshman year. I had a, there. they had four freshmen in one dorm together. And wow. we, there's one girl we started off and we started off real cool. Like day one, we were real cool. And then like by day three, we were like enemies. And I really cannot tell you what happened. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. um, but it just was, it was tough because I lived next door to her. And so she would just, it was, I don't know. It was, it was rough for a little bit. And then, um, but what I think is so great about being on a team is that you have to get over it. Like whatever the frustration was, whatever, you got to put it all behind you because we have the same goal. So when we had to like get up at five in the morning and go to practice, like one day she like left me, like her, she like I slept through my alarm and she didn't wake me up. And like the whole team had to come back to our dorm to get me, to bring me to practice. And so it just kind of taught us that like, it doesn't really matter if you don't, if you're not getting along. What matters is we are a team, we are a unit, we have the same goal. So get over your stuff and get to practice. And so I think that was a really good lesson. Like when you're on a team together, like you can have issues with people, but like you can't let that stop you from accomplishing your goal. And I, I, I want to I want to continue on that one for a second too, because I feel like there's a lot of, especially when you get to that that pro level in itself. You know, even the NCAA as a whole. I feel like if you don't have a good teammate, you don't have people that can get over things quickly. I feel like the team will never will never mesh and it won't, won't work. Because when, when there's too many heads, too many egos, too many, too many, you know, uh, animosity, too much animosity towards each other, that you, you can't be a team or be a or be a true family. If if I, for instance, if if, if I if I play on the same team with Devonte and Devonte and I are getting are going at it back and forth, but he, and both and both of us can't get over whatever hatred we have on the court. Even I don't want to pass him the ball. He might not want to pass me the ball. We're we're, we're about to run a five out, bro. I'm wide open. Give me the ball. Oh, I'm not giving it to you. I'm gonna pass it to someone else who's double teamed right now. Just for, just for the sake of the sake of this right now. Talk about the importance of of you know being able to just get over all of that and be able to say, you know what, I might not like you, you might not like me, but oh, I'm trying to win. And I think that's part of like when you think of your teammate as your family, like you don't always like your family, but you love your family and you need your family. And that's kind of how. As, as far as that situation, that's kind of how I had to view it. I'm like, whether she likes me or not right now, like this girl is on my team, she's in my family and I've got her back. Even if I don't like her, I have her back. And so knowing that, um, I think that's needed for just like to be on a team. You don't have to like them, but you have to have their back. You have to support them and you have to be there for them because then you need each other. Well, definitely. Shay, Liana and Ashley, you guys agree? Definitely agree. Um, it doesn't even matter if I don't like you. I mean, and honestly, so many things could have happened between court practice and training and whatever, or the last time that I spoke to you or saw you that it's like, it doesn't even matter. We have one common goal and we also low key have one common in enemy right now. Like we need to get coach off our neck and we need to win you know, this game. So whatever it was, just let it go. Come on, mm -hmm. I got you, you got me. Like, <laughs> well, definitely. Ashley, they. All right, I agree. I agree. Um, to just on the court, just uh, let go of whatever it is, because um, you can't pass yourself the ball. You can't do it all. You need um, team effort to be able to um, to win and to. And I think a lot of like I use that Kent State experience because a lot that happened 
Um, and I feel like on paper, we looked way worse than what we actually were. And that was because we couldn't gel together. We couldn't come together on the court to say, okay, I don't care how I feel about you, but, you know, being able to use each other's um, strengths. Well, definitely. Ashley's credit, I, re I remember her doing a lot of like convincing and taking a, like a lot of uh, courage and a lot of leadership on to try to make things gel and to try to make things mesh. I do remember that about her specifically. So, you know, I don't know. I just shout out to you, Ashley, for, for trying to bring it all together. <laughs> this, this, this is where I need a sound effect. Or I need something, something like that to <laughs> click yeah. on the gunshot or something. We need to, we need to, we need to. <laughs> and Leigh. Yeah, no, I, I agree with all that. Um, especially we all have one goal, that's to win. Because um, not one person can win. It's just the whole team. So I, I agree with all of it. Most definitely, most definitely. Final thing I want to ask you with, with related to your, your college careers. Are you guys satisfied with your career? If not, what would you change? We're going to start with Casey. Yeah, I, um, my goal, like, my goal was to get school paid for. So I was like, there you go, mission accomplished. And then I think everything else is kind of like, butter like it was just it was like icing or just extra everything else was extra like oh, um, I feel like I had really great teammates so I love that I loved having like I was never um, like I, I still didn't really have I guess black sororities or whatever at that time and so like my team was like my sorority so I like that I had that like camaraderie and stuff and we did stuff together and I don't know. And then, so, 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 sorry, sorry to cut you off, but I'm from Canada. I'm a little naive to some of the stuff. I see stuff in movies all the time, like Drumline and, you know, even all those like, like beta stuff and stuff like that, those, those dance movies and whatnot. <laughs> is that actually how it is in the United States? Real talk. <laughs> is that really how it is? I used to go to like the AEC and like watch there. Like um, they had like step shows and they had, uh, oh my gosh, frat parties were so fun. I went to this one party and like they were, they were, the cues were stomping around and they picked this girl up and they were tossing her. And I remember they tossed her and she hit the ceiling. And I could not, I could not stop laughing. I was like, no. And they just, and then they, they, they caught her and they just kind of like sat her down real sad because they knew they messed up. Like I was like, but it was, it is a big, um, it was a really big experience. And I, Unfortunately, Oglethorpe didn't have one when I was there. They got one like the year that I left. Um, I do have a friend of mine who I played basketball with and she started her own sorority, um, which was like amazing and a lot of work. So I joined that because I'm like, absolutely support. Um, but I think since I joined like my senior year, I, I wasn't like, um, I, I can't even consider myself like a sorority girl. Like I'm just, I'm a, I'm a hooper for sure. Um, but I love so, that I got so, that. so 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 stomp the yard actually happens. You're, is that what you're trying to tell me right now? Stomp the yard actually happens, and I'm missing they, out. They they do that. They do that. Oh god, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm getting out of Canada. I'm getting out of Canada, man. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. First flight tomorrow. Devontae, we're gone. <laughs> hey, one thing before the rest of the girls, uh, the ladies go. One thing I do regret is not um, joining a frat. I always wanted to. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to all the male athletes that were able to balance, schedule out their time to get in a frat because that is a whole different world. They, I'm not even going to speak about some of the things that go down with frats, uh, as you ladies might must know. But um, I wanted to be, uh, why am I forgetting it now? Not a cue, but uh, 
golly. The red, the red. Kappa. Kappa, thank you. I want to be in Kappa so bad. All my friends are in it, but I'm gonna leave it at that. Steven, that's a whole different territory. We'll talk about that another time. But yeah. I don't even know. If, I don't even know if I want. If I want to know, I'm gonna be jealous to be honest. If I hear about all that stuff, I'm gonna be jealous. So I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, sorry, Casey, I, I interrupted you. I apologize. Yeah, no, no worries. It was, um, yeah, I was really happy with my experience, um, and I, I feel like I, I got what I wanted out of it. That's what's Please. up. That's what's up. Shay. Um. Yeah. I'm. I would change I would change one thing and it's a lesson that I get to carry with me for life so I'm grateful for it um the one thing that I would change is when you get an opportunity that big like you know be be more uh more aware of how big the opportunity is so you can better take care of it you know what I mean mm -hmm. but also I'm, ha I'm very happy with my experience because it was told to me over and over again that I wasn't going to do it that I couldn't do it you know um I like I got a master's degree out of this I got three degrees out of this like I met a whole bunch of beautiful people in life. Yeah, I feel like I definitely snatched me one. And um, the lesson, again, that I would take with me from it is, um, you know, about opportunity, about how to take care of an opportunity when it when it finally you're presented with it, so. Most definitely, most definitely. I love that, love that. Lay. Um, yeah, I, um, I can't necessarily say I fully enjoyed the experience, but it has taught me a lot. And so I'm grateful for it. Um, I think uh, I wouldn't be in law school if it wasn't for how I experienced basketball in college. So, um, and also just the WNBA and, and the world of uh, women's basketball, there's a lot of social justice leaders, um, you know, in the Black Lives Matter movement, WNBA, they proudly wore uh, Black Lives Matter um, on their shirt, like thing, on their, on their uniforms, um, Breonna Taylor, all those things. So I'm really proud to be a part of that and having experienced um, you know, what I experienced at Pepperdine um, really just taught me resilience. And um, and all the people I met out of it, uh, my best friend, Shireen, like we've, we met at Arizona in 2012. Um, and uh, I think just the experiences, whether they're good or bad, they, they've, I'm, I've been satisfied with them. I, I wouldn't change them necessarily because I wouldn't be here where I am, so. So, so Ashley. Um, I, I'm, ex I'm like happy about my experience. I, I wouldn't really change anything about it. I feel like everything that I went through has made me who I am today. Um, and it really prepared me for like real life, um, encounters with people and just, um, working through things. So, um, I wouldn't change anything about that. But one thing I would change is I had made it on some billboards and I did like, I just looked at it like, oh, that's normal. And I didn't take pictures, so like I will never be able to like truly tell my children. They don't. They won't believe me that I was <laughs> on a few billboards and jumbotrons. So that's what I wish I could go back and do. That's what's up, Leanna. You brought you brought up a very very key point right now that I wanted to touch up on the WNBA and their and their efforts with Black Lives Matters and the social justice and all that stuff. And honestly. Well, the WNBA did this year. I mean, NBA did it too. But the WNBA, I feel like, was they took way a higher standard than than what any other you know league did. I I, I 
give all my credit, all my shout out to, to WNBA as a whole. Like, like even that in itself, I, I feel like women don't get enough credit, you know, for that. And a lot of a lot of women in, in, in particular really did, you know, were, were standing behind the whole Black Lives Matter stuff. And, and, and you know, Breonna Taylor in particular, you know, um, we'd see it all the time. The WNBA also refused to play basketball for, for a while. Like they didn't even want to play. And now I feel like that started a movement with the NBA too. Talk to us a little bit about how you felt during that time and just, you know, just seeing that. And, and like you said, I know you were, you, you said you were, you were happy to be part of it, but what can, can, you know, what can us males take away from that to see how strong women are as, as you, you know, to be united and, and stuff like that during, during all that? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I think, you know, WNBA should, should get more credit than they've been given. Um, but you know, the thing to take away from that is it's not about credit for them. They, they truly care about these issues. They really want to um, contribute to making society a better place and, you know, you know getting rid of racism. Um, and, and, you know, the WNBA, there's, there's so many issues that they're dealing with themselves internally. Um, they're dealing with, you know, unequal pay. Um, they're dealing with racism within it. I mean, um, uh, the Atlanta, was it the Atlanta Dream? They, they had a um, the owner of their team is, they've said yep. that she's been, yeah. Yep. So, um, you know, they deal with things on their own and on top of it, they take on things that our country's facing, which is, shows you their strength um, off mm -hmm. the court, which is incredible. Um, so I really just love what the WNBA does. Um, you know, I, I just, I just think they just deserve a lot more support and um, airtime. <laughs> and honestly, like, at, we, the, the pay needs to I think that would be great to work on just to you know because they deserve it they really deserve it and and on top of that they're incredible players I love watching the WNBA like just watching them play is, is really exciting mm -hmm. um so to see them do all these things shows you like you you just because you're an athlete you're not just an athlete you're also you, know, you can also be an advocate um so I think I, I just love what the WNBA has done so far so it's it's great so and I want, I want to touch up on that one as well. Even just, you know, getting more airtime, getting more recognition, stuff like that. That's 100% facts. And even, you know, when I, when I was younger, the typical stereotype was females can't dunk, females can't jump, stuff like that as well. I feel like now everywhere you look, you, you look at a TikTok, you look at a, a YouTube video, you see girls dunking all the time. Like, that's so normal now. And, like, that's, that's great to see. Like, how does, how does that make, make y'all feel? It's all, you know, all four of y'all can, can chime in on this. But how does that make y'all feel to see the, the – I don't want to say the evolution, but for lack of better words, the evolution of female athletics and female, you know, progression? I think, like, once you know that something's possible, like, it just kind of breaks down a lot of barriers. Like, what about, the, like, the four-minute mile when, like, it was impossible, and then somebody did it, and then everyone did it. It was like, it's like a mental block. Like, once you know it's possible, it, um, it opens the door, which is why exposure is so important. Exposure is so important because it shows other people that this can be done. It's not as hard as you think it is. It's not unachievable. And so I... I I think it's great. I think people are just waking up to what they've always been capable of doing. Well, definitely. Most definitely. Uh, Shay, Ashley, or, or Liana, if you guys want to chime in. Um, I just definitely think it's important to, to get more so behind women uh, playing basketball. Now, I feel like there's a new wave coming on. I would definitely be paying attention to the type of like propaganda that was going I mean, not around Kobe's death, because that's definitely a sad and unfortunate event that we all felt. Um, but you know what he was doing with his daughter and, um, just the way that if you just kind of like pay attention to like the media on his daughter, 
Um, and I think that basketball, women's basketball specifically, because like you said, now every day you see girls dunking and girls like the it seems like the athleticism is stepping up more and more and more and I just think that um, that's a wave to pay attention to but more than it being like a wave or a popular trend to pay attention to or get behind people should always be getting behind women because women are always behind you know people and the men that hold up society it's always us that are behind and doing the most I don't want to say the most to be comparative, but the most type of footwork, you know what I'm saying? And to Leona's point, like with the WBA and how they supported all these um, social injustices, that was women taking on like that. I don't want to say only women, but, you know, we took on a, a big uh, help in that. So, you know, the moment that people really start getting behind women, specifically women of color, specifically black women, um, I think that, you know, that's going to be a pivot uh, in a huge way. So I'm always going to stand up for that and be advocate for that. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely want to get on to get on to the impact that Gigi had in you know in only 12 or 13 years that she was alive. She she did some amazing things and you know while she was here, I want to get into that as well afterwards. But you know even just to, keep, to see how the like I don't again I, I shouldn't be using the word evolution. I think that's the wrong word to say. But to see how much more. Um, hmm, I don't, know, I don't know the word the word to say, but you know, we see female referees now in the NBA in the NBA. We see female female managers now in the NBA. We see female owners in the NBA. We see, you know, and even just the NFL, NHL, like we're starting to see more female uh, people in power. Even Kamala Harris, you know, now she's 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 the VP of vice president. So like even just that in itself right there, like we're really seeing, you know, how we, women are are uh, getting the recognition that they deserve because I agree I think in, for every strong man every strong company every strong person there's always a strong female behind them they that might not get the recognition so now to see that people are getting the recognition the females are getting recognition I think it's so important for that as well you know what I mean so so Ashley and and, and Liana touch up on that for us please I think the exposure like Casey said is super important um you know because girls have women female athletes have been doing these things like dunking and um, I, th I think the one of the most incredible things about watching female, uh, watching women's basketball is uh, their fundamentals. Like I would never um, suggest <laughs> someone who's in the process of learning how to play basketball. I would say watch women's basketball. Um, you, they really, um, they're smart players, and also they're very physical. If you go to an NBA game, they, if you compare the contact um, in the WNBA, you really get hit. Like mm -hmm. in, in college, everything um, they teach you. I, I would have to say, like, when I played against my brother, he would always be like, wow, you're so aggressive. Uh, <laughs> like, it was hard for him to handle the contact. Um, but we know how to handle all those things. We're really good with our bodies. Um, and I noticed also um, with the improvement in the way they take care of us um, off the court, um, like rehab, uh, women are different. So, um, you know, the improvement with training uh, is, is important as well. And for women to keep, you know, uh, doing these, uh, you know, incredible athletic moves, um, you know, is important for the trainers to learn female bodies because, you know, uh, we had an issue at University of Arizona. We had these trainers that came in and they were training us like football players. And um, that's an issue, I think, in college. And you can really, you can tear your knee, uh, your Achilles. There's so many injuries that um, I think female athletes are prone to. So the more and more trainers uh, acknowledge that and acknowledge the differences in our bodies, uh, also contributes to us playing better and you know doing these things that are incredible to watch so most definitely most definitely 
Ashley, you're a Kobe fan. So because you're a Kobe fan, I'm, I'm going to ask you a, 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 something personal. When, when Gigi being related to Kobe, being Kobe's daughter, the evolution that she wanted to, she wanted to start with the, theme, with the WNBA and get more recognition, whether it's through poems, whether it's through songs, whatever it was that Gigi wanted to do, because Gigi was a big advocate in the, you know, the, the, the female world. Um, what, what was it like for you when, when, you know, to see a younger female do that? And, and, and on top of that as well, Kobe Bryant's daughter do that. Um, it's, it's crazy because, you know, some people like even older, they're not doing that stuff. So it's really refreshing to see like in such a short amount of time that she has, she was very impactful with, um, what she was given. She was very intentional, um, even like hearing from like teachers and stuff like that, how she can go in and, you know, just brighten up a room with even if it was her smile or like just the way that she would um, interact with people. And um, she actually had motivated one of her friends to go out and play basketball. And her friend was like not even an athlete. So it's like just yep. cool to be able to see that. And it's like hopefully that kind of motivates the older generation um, to be able to be more intentional with their life as well to, you know, when it's all said and done, what are people going to say about you um, when you leave? Are you going to leave a legacy? Um, I know you think of when you leave a legacy, you're like older, but no, like she actually left a legacy and she was only um, a child. She was only in her youth. So like that, that I think is important in itself um, just to be an advocate, even at a young age, like that tells you you're never too young. Hey, rest in peace to Gigi, man. Who knows what she would have done in this world? But if we have any type of type of uh, uh, idea, she would have been a great model and a great a great you know basketball player coming coming up. And it's sad to see what happened to her. So you're 100 percent right about about all that stuff. I want to ask uh, Casey. I got a question for you in particular. WNBA in itself, right now, you know, what, I read an article the other day that the highest paid WNBA player is equivalent to the lowest paid NBA player. That that to that that I I I don't really have a lot of words for it. But how do we how do how do we change that? What do we, what do we got to do to change that? Uh, it's about interest. Like more people seem to be interested in NBA. That's why they have more money. So it's like if more people were interested in the WNBA and they had more sponsors and they had more fans and they had more like packed out stadiums, they'd be able to get paid more. And so um, yeah, I think it's. I think it's definitely important we want women to be paid more, but we also have to, like, people have to, um, there has to be a demand. Like, there has to be, the money has to come from somewhere. So we can't just be, like, people need to pay WNBA players more. We need to be, like, people need to go watch them more. People need to show that they're interested in this more. People need to, like, put, be willing to put their dollars towards it so that there is money to pay them. So I, I think there's, it's not just like give them more money. There's, there's other things that have to be done as well. Most definitely. Shay, do, do you think that 2020, you know, we'll, we'll be able to give uh, women more opportunity and give more women the recognition that, that, they, that they deserve? Absolutely. Um, not just because it's year 2020, but just because it's time, right? Um, and so I think to, to Casey's point, like there has to be more of a demand for it. There has to be more interest in, in the sport uh, you know, or in watching the sport of, of women playing basketball. I think, you know, I'm going to pedal back onto what I said previously. Once people start 
getting behind their children, their female children in these ways. Like, why wouldn't you watch more female basketball if you now have a little seven-year-old girl or something like that who plays basketball? And, you know, maybe she's interested in soccer or volleyball, whatever the case is, but uh, a sport encourages a lot of confidence in young girls. You know what I'm saying? And whatever type of parent you are, that's something that you want your, your child to have and to, to carry with them. You want them to have confidence. You want them to be courageous. You want them to understand how to uh, get along in a, a team dynamic. You know what I'm saying? How to perform, how to train their mind to do better. So once people start getting behind their, their female children um, in the sport of basketball, I think the, the demand that Casey was speaking to um, for watching women's basketball will certainly start to increase. And I think we're starting to see that. I think we're on the like the verge, the little tipping verge of that. I'm hopeful. So, I hope so. I really do hope so. Hope so. The, 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 the demand is there, though. Um, hmm. If you look at the CBA agreement, the issue was um, the WNBA they had to argue to get more, like a, a bigger slice of the pie, like the men. Um, they weren't getting half of their revenue. Uh, after the CBA agreement, they finally got a 50-50 split of the revenue, to which now, like, they're their salary is going to be increased to, I believe the maximum is like $500,000. So this whole time, the WNBA players, they, there has been a, a good demand to pay players over 100K, but the commission has only been giving them, I believe, like a very low percentage of their own revenue, which is yeah. crazy. I didn't know that until I actually saw the agreement last year. But, um, you know, they had to fight for that. They had to go to negotiations and things like that just to get 50-50, which is the same revenue um, uh, share that the NBA players get they get 50 50 but the WNBA players they weren't getting 50 50 which was ridiculous um so now that they're getting that um I think that's huge and yes of course like more demand that will only increase that maximum pay of, of half a million dollars which is great um so I did not know there was money in there somewhere they were just slicing it different or something I didn't know no like lay on the nose but I was like oh, I see these commercials y'all got some money hold on <laughs> <laughs> For sure, for sure. Leanna, I do have a question for you, though. Obviously, you know, for females in particular, they, they, you know, typically uh, you had a, you had an experience, a personal experience while you when you were at Pepperdine. Um, you know, for you, for you, you fell in love. You fell in love and uh, you, ha you had a, a, a love of basketball type moment. Um, it was with a it was with a female and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with with that at all. First of all, again, I want I want to give you credit for for being open about it because that in itself I feel like it's 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 hard in the in these days to for people to come out and, and, and talk about. But you had a experience that wasn't so eventful over there. Um, what was what was that like? And 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 how do we you know accept the, that the LG, LGBT that LGBTQ community as well as also being you know uh, passionate and 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 compassionate about like say. Agree, uh, being a, it's okay to to come out yeah um uh you know with my experience at pepperdine um you know it was it was a lot of denial at that school and with the coach um you know he he implemented a rule where he didn't want lesbians on the team um so if you were gay you had to hide it or if you were straight you had to um sort of uh make your straight appearance even more apparent when you're you were in public um so just you know, I think in order to improve that is just, you know, being vocal and being supportive of anyone that you know is a part of the LGBTQ community, being a great ally if you're not, um, you know, and also just being there for your teammates or friends that are going through things, um, I think is, is, is very important. 
because um, we're there, we're here, we exist in all these spaces, not even just women's basketball. Like you probably have, you know, somebody that's in the LGBTQ community in any space that you're in. Um, we just, you know, we're not out, we're, voc we're not vocalizing it because we're also there to do the same thing. We're also there to, to win games, um, to just do what we got to do, get things done. Uh, I mean, yes, in my experience, I, I dated one of my teammates, um, but that's not the first time I've dated a teammate. Like I've dated a teammate, I'm pretty sure, at Arizona, I was dating a teammate. It just so happened that my coach was not as aggressive in, you know, trying to police those things, which he shouldn't. I don't think our personal lives should should, should be affecting, like, um, you shouldn't, shouldn't be uh, taken into account with what you do on the court. Because you can still get, get what you got to do. You got to do, if you got to get, you can do what you got to do on the court, regardless of who you're dating. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, now, when it comes to, you know, facing discrimination and things like that, um, just support, you know, being the, being that ally. Um, if you have a coach that is homophobic or just says something that's, you know, just homophobic, um, you know, put the coach in check if you can. Just like, hey, that's not, that's not okay. Um, you know, it's nice when the allies step up for you. I, I felt like that was moments like that, are like very comforting. So um, I, it's a lot to unpack, but, you know, just being a great ally as well. Would, would, would increase acceptance in that in that realm. Sorry, you, you had to go through all that stuff. You know, obviously, like, discrimination shouldn't, shouldn't be... Discrimination, racism, anti-Semitism should not be a thing in this world right now. So, to be honest with you, like, again, I do... I'm sorry that you had to go through that, but, again, you're, you're brave to be able to speak up on it and to be able to... You know, that's what got you into law now is because of that. I'm, I'm assuming if that's, if that's correct. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, shout out to you for, for being vocal about it and... and Fuck your coach for even trying to try to be, you know, take that away from you. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm glad he's gone. He was a horrible coach on top of it. I was like, like, how are you going to be homophobic and you're not even a good coach? Like, his record was horrible, so. God damn. <laughs> he, he was a bad coach and he was on the, oh, my God. Get the fuck out of here. Get, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Excuse my language, but get the fuck out of here. That's just that's that's ridiculous. You can't be a bad coach and be, you know you can't be homophobic at all. But you can't be a bad coach on top of that too. F that. Get out of here. <laughs> I want to ask one last one last thing before we get into our our uh, before we get into our, our before we play a little game in a in a, in a perfect world. But the last question I want to ask you guys is: What was your transition like? Just you know, if you guys were to coach I know some of you guys do coach if you guys were to coach what would y'all want to bring from something you've learned from your coaches or would you guys want to completely coach differently and we'll start we'll start that with with Liana um I I coached I started coaching in in 2018 and I stopped right when this COVID stuff started happening but uh one thing I did that is different that I wish I had from a coach I just started being more open about who I am um you know, I, I would wear shirts that would say, like, be true, like a rainbow. Uh, I just wanted kids, like, if there was a kid on my team that was already, you know, knew their, they were, they knew their identity or if they were in the closet, I want them to know there's a coach, I'm here. So um, that was one thing I changed up with. Well, I just provided what I didn't have growing up as, a, as seeing in a coach. So just uh, showing the kids there's an ally on the team. So that's it. That's what's up. That's what's up. Actually, I know obviously we didn't get to your pro basketball career, and I do apologize for that. But talk to us a little bit about, about what you would want in a coach and, and, and how you'd be coaching uh, uh, these kids if you had the opportunity to. Um, so I did coach before I went to uh, Finland. So um, in that time, I just wanted to um, 
be like more so like a mentor and to be able to help them um, with their confidence. Like I was coaching um, junior varsity. So, you know, just them not having that confidence, lack of confidence and just um, being able to have them to carry that from the court to real life. Um, so just that was my main thing is just wanting to give them different types of nuggets that they can take with them to um, the real world. And so um, confidence was a big one and work ethic was a big one for me. Huge, huge. Work ethic is a huge thing. If people don't have it, then they just won't go anywhere in life. If they don't have a good work ethic, you just can't go anywhere. You got to have a, a strong work ethic. Shout out to Kobe Bryant for teaching me that one. Um, <laughs> Shay. I would definitely say work ethic. Um, a lot of people think that, you know, you're going to like the first time or the second time that you do something is going to be great. And um, I have been had the experience of coaching small girls. So, you know, their confidence, but also teaching that work ethic. Like, no, baby girl, you're not going to get this the first couple of times. We're going to do reps and we're going to do some more reps. Okay. Um, and then what I would like to bring is something that I felt was missing from just some of my coaches, not all of them, is just transparency. Like if a, a player, a kid or somebody like that is coming to you and they're genuinely interested, like, how can I, what am I supposed to be doing? You know what I'm saying? What am I supposed to be doing better? You know, um, and not taking some of the posturing and some of the ego out of that. You know what I'm saying? Because I've had coaches that tell me like, well, you're not even supposed to ask me something like that. And I'm like, well how am I supposed to, <laughs> like, how am I supposed to fill in the gap here if you're not going to answer my question, mm -hmm. um, you know? And so I would just be trans more transparent with the players. Like, you know what? You need to work on X, Y, and Z. And I'm not saying that all of them didn't do that, but just, you know, taking some of the posturing and some of the ego out of that and just giving them the answer and telling them to go work, you know? Right, right, for sure, for sure. And, and, and all those coaches that, that, that don't want to actually give good feedback, man, they need to stop coaching. But that's a whole other story for another day. But um, right anyways, Casey. Yeah, um, I think my coaches that I, something I learned from my coaches that I want to take with me is like, I worked harder for coaches when I knew that they genuinely cared about me. Um, and so I would want to, when I coach, like when I coach high school girls, um, there are a lot of, there are a lot of feelings. Girls, high school girls have a lot of feelings. Um, and so sometimes stuff going on in their personal lives affects how they play on the court. But like, if they don't feel comfortable saying like, I'm hurting in this way, I'm struggling in this way, then they can't work past whatever they're going through so they can let it go on the court. Like sometimes you have to have that, you have to have that kind of rapport where you can talk about it. Like if you're struggling, let me know so I can be there for you. But if I don't know you're struggling, I don't know how to support you. Um, and so I think that's something that I had a little bit with some of my coaches, but I had a lot of male coaches, so it looked a lot different. Like the, the level of um, communication looked very different. Um, and so that's one thing when I was coaching girls, I really wanted to know, let them know that like I'm here and I'm, I'm there for you. Most definitely, most definitely. We're about to get into our, our, our final segment called In a Perfect World, Devontae. All right, ladies, to conclude the show today, um, we're going to play a game called In a Perfect World. Now there's a bunch of you guys, so I'm going to give the same scenario for everybody. You let me know. I'm actually very interested because as much as I'm into the WNBA, collegiate, I'm not there yet. So In a Perfect World, senior year in high school, you have every offer in the world. You can go every, anywhere you want. You can't pick the school you're at before. Where would you go? And the second part of the question, 
you're you're a lottery pick in the draft. You did what you had to do your four years of college. Which WNBA team would you go to? So let's start off with Shay. Um, I would definitely go to Georgetown. I remember going on a visit there, and um, yeah, I would definitely go to Georgetown. Any, yes, I would. <laughs> um, what WNBA team would I go to? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If I, in perfect you gotta give me one because I already I know if I was a female, where I'd go. I'll, I'll maybe I'll share that after. LA Sparks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be cool. That would be cool. But um, what if I was a Mystic though? So Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Casey. I asked for college, I would go to Georgia Tech just because I really liked that school. Like I was at my school and I would be hanging out at Georgia Tech sometimes. So I really enjoyed just being over there. Um, and then for WNBA, I, I do the dream, you know, Atlanta all day. Atlanta. You're staying in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. In Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Ash. No, I, I feel like I know Ash is already, but go ahead. You think you know mine? Okay. We know, um, we know well, he's going down south, so we know that. Okay. So for uh, college, I always wanted, like, I always had, like, Tennessee shirts and stuff like that because I just knew I was going to go to Tennessee. Um, but, yeah, so that was was my college, what I wanted to go to. Um, for WNBA, I, I think I would go with the Sparks, too. I would go with the Sparks. <laughs> Candace, just Candace, okay. Yeah, you know, but then again, I might have to go to Chicago because she she in Chicago now. Yeah, I have to go to Chicago. You're right. <laughs> and Leanna? Uh I would probably go to um, Howard or or any HBCU, honestly. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'd probably go to the Sparks for sure. I'd want to stay here, LA. You know. Got a rep. <laughs> I'm definitely cool. going to Las Vegas. You know, I have, a, I, have a, I have a huge crush on Liz. That's my that's my lady on Instagram. I post every once in a while intentionally just to, you know, <laughs> that's my lady right there. That's my lady. Two shot? You got yeah. to. Kind of kind of <laughs> Are you? All right, final, final question that we want to ask. We want to ask, we ask every, all of our guests this last question. Who's somebody that you would like to see on this show? But here's the kicker, though. Here's the kicker. Y'all got to help us get them. We'll start, we'll, start, we'll start with Shailene. I want to see Candace Worthen on this show. Um, I want to see Lynette Holmes. Uh, Lynette has an amazing story. I mean, ev- yeah, Lynette has an amazing story. Um, Break these down. I want to see uh, Jamie Jackson on the show. Um, another player, she went to UNLV. Um, I also played in high school with her. <laughs> she has a great story too. Um, yeah, those are some people I would love to for them to share with the world with, like what they went through. Say no more, but remember, you got to help us get them on this show. I'm writing all the names. <laughs> I'm writing all the names. Yes, yes, yes. Casey. Uh, I really liked Maya Moore. Uh, I, I saw her recently. Like, she trained very briefly with Top of Key years and years and years ago. Um, and then I saw her at Passion City Church 
maybe like two years ago, and she was on a panel, and it was really cool hearing her talk. Um, I think she's just a really wonderful person, so I think she'd be great on the show. That's a big, that's a, I mean, every name is a big name, but that's a big name too. Uh, remember, uh, again, like I said, you got to help us get them on the show. <laughs> Ashley. It didn't want to let me unmute. Okay. Um, I would say I'm going to go with some people that I know and have um, conversations with. So um, I'll say, I don't, you guys probably might not know her, but I played um, in Finland with both of these girls, actually. So I would say um, one of them, Brittany Kennedy, and another one, her name is Sarah. She got married. So um, I don't know what her last name is now, but yeah. So they have pretty good stories. Say no more. But like I said, like I said to Shay and Casey, you got to help us get them on here. <laughs> and last but not least, Liana. Uh, I would like to see Shireen Sutherland on here to talk about her experiences right now. Like she's in Romania playing right now. And then I had a FaceTime call with her yesterday and I was like, wow, what she's going through over there. And I was like, that's crazy. Um, and also, uh, I don't know if we could get her. She's she's kind of hard to get in contact, but um, Davlin, Davlin White, I love that. She's she's a great player. Um, she she played at Arizona and she actually played for the she played for the was it the San Antonio? Did she play for the? Yeah, she played. For the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get her and maybe just I'll, I'll send you um, some other people later. Just any other athletes that are part of the LGBTQ community, I would send over for sure. Hey, the, the more the more females, the better, to be honest with you. Devonta uh, and I have been talking about it for a while, so we're like, we, we want to try to get more females on our, on our show to talk stories and, and, and to, you know, to, to preach what we, what we talked about today because I feel like it's so important to, to get females on this, and I think it's, it's, it's so important for females to tell their stories, you know, because it, it's, it's powerful what females can do, in my opinion. So, but anyways, with that being said, ladies, we thank you so much for, for your time. We thank you guys for, for taking the time to talk to us today. Uh, let us know where we can find you guys on social media. Casey, start with you. Uh, I'm Casey Diane Wright on Instagram. So it's K A C I D I A N E W R I N E. All right. Shay. Shailene, yeah, adding dot the big trophy. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Ashley. Okay. Hello. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so mine is underscore a Nicole. So a N I C H O L E E on Instagram. Okay. And Leanna. Uh, um, on Instagram, Twitter, it's at my full name, Leanna white, L A Y A N A. And then last name white, like the color. Say no more. Say no more. Make sure you guys go follow them. Make sure you guys check them, check out their page. They have a lot of good stuff to, to, to talk about today. So make sure you guys go, go give them a like as well. One more time. Thank you guys so much, ladies, for all your time. We really appreciate you, you know, taking your time to talk to us. And we, we hope to see more of you guys down the line and, and wish you guys nothing but success. Thank, Thank you, for having us. Yeah, thanks for having appreciate us. Appreciate it. No problem.